Welcome back to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Today, we're launching a new series on the future of Vancouver. There are transformational changes happening right now across the city, and we're going to unpack the impact they will have on the businesses and the people who call Vancouver home. The PE has been an iconic tourist attraction in Vancouver since 1910. The fair attracts over 3 million people a year, and I would venture that many or most of us have important family memories thanks to the PE. Shelley Frost has been with the organization for 15 years first as Vice President of Marketing, and then taking over as President and CEO in 2018. Nice to see you, Shelley. Thanks so much for having me, Bridget. Well, the PE is truly an institution in Vancouver, but what do you see it as the role in the city? Oh, that's a great question. You know, one of my very favorite parts of this job is that everybody I run into has a favorite story, a first job, a first date, that first ride on the roller coaster. Um, everybody has a story and a relation to the PE. And I love the fact that we play a role in the collective memories of everybody in BC. And, you know, the really important part to me, you know, that we'll talk about today is honoring that tradition and history, and at the same time, building a bright future and not relying solely on history and tradition. You know, during COVID, what I what we found uh, was the outpouring of love from across the city, the region, and the mm-hmm. province um, for for us, and to ensure that this beloved institution stayed strong was overwhelmingly positive, and really, really buoyed us into uh, actions that are going to shape our future. And I want to talk about the future in a moment, but you know, you talk about memories and I, I just, all of a sudden memories were flooding back for me <laughs> when, you know, my dad would take me to the PE and oh. and with my siblings or whether I was taking my kids when, when they were little, do you have a favorite memory? Oh, you know what? So the last 15 years of my memories are tied up in being on the site and watching what happens. And, you know, um, I just, there's so many really special moments. Some of my favorites are standing at the gate um, uh, on opening day as people are excited to come into the fair. And, you know, you're watching that little three-year-old dance around in her tutu, um, (laughs) you know, holding hands with dad and so excited to come in. Um, Some of the more iconic things that came through our site, you know, like the 100th anniversary celebrations that we did and the Brian Adams concert that we had was Mm -hmm. just, you know, amazing and fantastic. And then every, you know, every once in a while, you just you walk in the Coliseum for a really spectacular event and you just remember um, how amazing it is to be able to do the diversity of what we do. So whether it's a tennis championship or, you know, a bunch of little boys running around for Monster Jam. Um, You know, it's just, I I love seeing people smile, enjoying themselves, uh, and bringing kind of that positive, uh, positivity to life. And we have to say mini donuts, of course, because mini donuts is everybody's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I may have had one or two too many over the 15 years, so. (laughs) Yeah, count me in on that too. Uh, You know, it's funny you talk about the diversity because I was poking around on the website, um, getting ready for this um, 
discussion. And I too was struck by just the the array of events that the PE is offering. And that seems to be something that is fairly new in the last few years, just the more and more that is being offered. So, you know, you're talking about honoring the tradition and the past, but setting a vision for the future. So what does that mean, really? Yeah. So one of the things that we have been working uh, on for some time is building out the year-round events portfolio. Everybody knows the fair, you know, that last two weeks of August. And, you know, I, I love the history and the tradition that comes with that. Playland Amusement Park has been with us for a very long time, and people recognize Playland as well. They're not as familiar with the diversity of the kinds of other events that we bring to the site, that we use the physical space that we have and the mix of venues to do Sporting events, cultural events, um, special interest shows, festivals, all different kinds of, you know, all different kinds of things. And I think one of the things that we're really proud of is that we we talk about being a place for all ages, all interests, all economic circumstance, um, you know, it, the religious festivals. Um, there's really there's something for everybody here. And really building on that portfolio for a couple of reasons. It's important to, you know, it's important for our team to uh, be able to build that in a way where we are busy 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. And to be able to keep and retain the kinds of staff and management that, uh, that we want to be able to keep and retain. Um, so that's really important for us. And then having the, the strength of that management team to build the foundation for future investments, like some of the big projects that we have coming up in the next few years. And doing that with solely seasonal staff is kind of impossible. So unless you have a really solid base, um, that, you know, it's important for us to be busy all year round and to be a place where people can just come, uh, you know, enjoy and have fun all year. I mean, you really articulated well that connection between uh, arts, culture, entertainment, and economic development, because that that really is what you're talking about. And we'll talk about the projects in a second, but just how important that is to the overall economy of the city. You know, during COVID, um, we had some really interesting conversations with the Hastings Sunrise Business Improvement Association. And, you know, it was really clear to us during that time, the economic impact of what we do here on this site. And they talked about how important it is for all of the businesses up and down Hastings Street um, and, you know, all the side streets. They rely so heavily on the traffic that we bring in all year mm -hmm. round to support their businesses. And, you know, there was talk at one point of the, the BIA mentioning that they expected that if we didn't, if the PE couldn't get back to and didn't get back to a lively activity um, year round that 70 to 80% of those businesses would go under. Wow. And so, you know, being responsible for that level of economic impact, it was important to us to get back on our feet as quickly as possible. It's uh, that I mean the 70 to 80% is really um, very, very large. Uh, so major projects, I, I know that there before the pandemic, there was uh, a lot of media coverage about a plan to redevelop and to expand Playland. So let's start with that. Where are things with that project? Yeah, you bet. There was basically there's two big projects that were on our horizon. One was redevelopment of the amphitheater and the second was redevelopment of Playland, both really important economic drivers. Um, for our site and the kinds of economic drivers that are going to continue to help financially support the organization into being able to do community good, social good, invest in our infrastructure, invest in the site and invest in the 110 acres of grounds. 
So uh, in relation to Playland, we there's a, a significant plan uh, to increase the physical size of Playland and to invest in uh, a large number of new attractions, really improve guest amenities and move away from that feeling of rides on pavement and go to more of a themed environment where families can come out and just have a really spectacular day with uh, different, different themed areas of the site. We made the decision during COVID um, with the, the financial impacts of COVID that we had to choose either Playland or the amphitheater to move forward um, to move forward first. And so we decided to move the amphitheater forward first, which we can talk about afterwards. But we've decided as well, though, just to keep investing in Playland um, along the way. And so we've put in several new rides over the last little while. We just uh, put a new Skybender ride in on, in 2020. And we recently announced a new $10 million coaster, a launch coaster that will be the fastest roller coaster in Canada. And it'll come online for 2024. So even though we haven't expanded the footprint yet and kind of that full redevelopment plan is is I don't want to say on hold but it's it won't move forward for a few years um, we're still making significant investments into the park to improve it and um, just make it a, a fantastic experience for families and for teens looking for that thrill well I have to ask about the coaster um, I'm not a ride person at all my adult children are uh, and I love watching them on rides, but I'm not a big ride person. But this coaster, does this then mean that the old beloved coaster is gone? Oh, heck no. So <laughs> the wooden roller coaster is 65 years old this year. We just did uh, about a $2 million refurb on it during COVID because we had, you know, the time and the, and the space to do that, to make sure that it is ready to uh, take on generations of new riders. Uh, it is in fabulous shape and we'll be celebrating its 65th anniversary uh, this upcoming season. So you'll definitely have to come out and, uh, and, and, and experience Maybe cheer that. from the sidelines. Okay. So <laughs> the new launch the coaster is in addition to, and it's just, a, it's a new attraction. Oh, fantastic. Now the amphitheater, this is about a $70 million project, uh, capacity is. for up to 10,000 people, which seems yep. to be a gap in the market for Vancouver. And, and that's a pretty sizable gap, I think, to attract uh, bands and acts to Vancouver. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Before we, you know, before we got deeply into this project, there were a lot of market studies done to talk with um, all promoters and event planners and to talk about what they were missing in the marketplace. And that a venue that could facilitate between three and 10,000 people, that's the gap that's missing. And so we embarked on development of this to be able to fill that venue gap for the city. Um, and to be able to uh, provide a venue that will enhance access for arts and culture groups, community groups, as well as the live music industry and the events and live entertainment industry. We just, we want, and we want this to be a very vibrant city with lots to do. And the amphitheater is going to play a critical role in making that happen. And the spinoff economic impacts for the city cannot be understated. You know, you bring Absolutely. in a band and people come from out of town, they stay in hotels, they eat in restaurants, they bring their families, and then they come back. So it, it is a really important project for the overall economic development of the city. Um, 
want to talk a little bit though about maybe some of the challenges that you're having. I know many, many, many of our members have talked to us about the labor challenges, attracting and retaining talent. And you mentioned that earlier, just one of the reasons why you're looking for more of the full year experience for, for not only for guests, but for employees as well. How difficult has it been for you coming out, or I guess during the pandemic and coming out of COVID to attract uh, and retain the kind of workers that you need? The reality of COVID is that a lot of people in tourism and hospitality chose to leave the industry um, during that time. They Mm -hmm. went back to school, they trained. I mean, it was so, it was a sector that was so hard hit that they didn't want to take the risk of coming back. And so, you know, we started behind the eight ball when it was time to rehire. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, I think that we have a unique advantage that we are a pretty fun place to work. So that puts us, you know, probably a little bit more, um, it gives us a bit more of an advantage when we're recruiting, but I don't think that people, re- a lot of people realize how important the PE is as an employer. We are the largest employer of youth in the province. We have over 4,000 seasonal jobs a year, and we have everything from really low barrier to entry roles right up to highly skilled trades on site. Um, and we're responsible for uh, about 9,500 direct and indirect jobs related to the activities that we that we do on site. So it's fair to say that that, you know, we felt <laughs> we felt the labor challenges in a significant way. Yeah, I bet. For sure. Um, but we are also really focused on providing like skills training um, and a diverse range of opportunities for people to try things and move into different things. And I think there's so many people that had great experiences, you know, as a parent, their first job and their, you know, their first job that they're um it's probably a little bit easier for us to attract people to come in and, and, and try that first job with us, which we're incredibly grateful for. Uh, recruitment and retention is a challenge, you know, for everybody right now. I just feel incredibly proud that we have been able to rebuild our team Um with a really, really talented group of individuals and that we are retaining those people because they believe in what we're doing and they can see the future and they can see the impact of, you know, what we're doing with the amphitheater, with the launch coaster. Um, The fact that we, it's not just about the financial dollars and cents. We love that we have impact on jobs, economic impact on the surrounding region, but they like what we're doing from a community and a social uh, aspect as well and investing back into the community. And I think when employees can relate to that, there's a motivation to stay. And it gives some hope, I think, um, for those young people who might be interested in tourism and hospitality that they get their foot in the door with a a job with you over the summer, and then they can maybe continue on in that way and hopefully bring those people back to the industry. You bet. And we, you know, we've talked a lot as well about opening uh, a training center related to tourism and hospitality to really try and um, give people who are interested in entering tourism and hospitality a leg up and uh, a way to be, you know, to become really ingrained in in the industry and hopefully retain them for a long period of time. We have, you know, we're happy to have people come in, get a good job experience, and then take those skills and move on to something great. But I love as well that we have people that have been with us um, for 25, 35, 45 years. Uh, we have one lady that works in our archives that has been with us for 57 fairs. Wow. 
my EA um, started working when she was 16, making cotton candy. And now she's part of the, you know, integrated management team. Um, and she's been with us 25 years. So, I mean, that really speaks to the history of the PE. And just as you said, the, the tradition, you know, it really is iconic. So summer is slowly coming. Um, maybe the weather now this week uh, is maybe looking a little more like it. Um, but as you look towards the PE and e for 2023, what are you most excited about? Yeah, I'm most excited about the fact that this year, uh, everything is back to full operations. So even in 2022, we didn't quite have a full fair footprint. We weren't sure what to expect uh, when we had to do our planning cycle. The uh, the, the regulations around restrictions weren't still super clear. So we had about a 70, 75% footprint. Um, we didn't have all of our buildings in use. We didn't have a full entertainment lineup. So we're back full on this year and really excited to be able to share that with, you know, all of British Columbia playland. Um, you know, we've been working over the last couple of years. We, it was difficult to staff and it was difficult over the last couple of years to have the maintenance teams in place to have ever all the attractions up and running, um, um, but now we're back up, we're fully staffed, and people are going to come back to Playland this year with every attraction running and, you know, a, a, the full Playland experience, which I'm, I'm really excited about. And then our year-round portfolio of events, it's just, it's building up so fantastically. And the kinds of concerts that we have coming through and unique events, um, you know, as I said, the whole year is just going to be very diverse um, and bring such a wide variety of people through the site. Well, I am super excited to come back to the PE this summer and to do my part to contribute to the economy in that portion of our city. Um, thank you, Shelley. It was a real pleasure to speak with you, and I look forward to seeing you um, somewhere on the fairgrounds uh, come summer. You bet. I'll be there with the mini donuts and really appreciate you having <laughs> me on this morning, Bridget. Cheers. Cheers.